Good morning, fellas. My name is Mark, but I'm not Mark Harris. Mark Harris sadly got sick this weekend, and so he is going to come another time and share at a men's breakfast and also give a report about the ministry in South Africa on a Sunday morning uh, in the service. So today we had to do a, uh, okay, what do we do now? But first we're going to start by saying thank you to Gary and Jason Farrar. Let's give them a hand for breakfast. And, and Todd Lanier. Good job, guys. It was delicious. So here's the plan. I'm going to share the same devotions I did for the elders retreat a couple of weeks ago at, in, in, at Ridgecrest at the request of one of the elders. So I'm going to share that. That'll take about 10 minutes. And then we're going to have a discussion about an, an emphasis we're going to put on prayer this year for home group meetings. And you'll hear about that from Scott Hahn. And then after that, if we have some time, which we should, uh, we want to talk a little bit about Ironman groups, because I know that there have been at least one of you that have said, hey, I want to be in an Ironman group. Where are they? Who are they? So let's be prepared to talk about that. All right. How many of you have read the book or seen the movie, The Boys in the Boat? Wow. Okay. I strongly recommend you go see the movie. There's some profanity in it, but it is, uh, it is a great, great movie. So the, Bo- the Boys in the Boat is about a team a crew team. How many road crew in college or high school? Raise your hands. All right, that's the only one. <laughs> Jeremy wrote it at NC State. So this is about a crew team, a man, an eight-man boat from the University of Washington back in the 30s that were absolutely, n- no way they're going to ever make it to the national finals even, but they ended up winning the national finals, spoiler alert, and then they go to the Olympics in in Berlin, and this is when the Führer was there in person, uh, Adolf was there, Hitler, and they beat the, uh, really the unbeatable German boat to win Olympic gold. And it's an incredible story about these guys who are so poor, most of them they wouldn't have been able to go to college except that they got a, a place in the boat. That's the only way they were able to go to college and have their college paid for because most of these guys were poor um, in, in, the, in, in that team. So here's, some, here's three thoughts that I, I thought, believe, apply to our work at Antioch. And this was, again, geared to the elders. Our work at Antioch and for the kingdom. Number one, the common goal and pursuit of the team must be unified. <clears throat> there was one goal for the Washington crew team, to win. One strategy their coach had them employ was a motto, M-I-B, an acronym. It meant mind in boat. In other words, if you're watching the boats that are coming up beside of you and passing you and your, your eyes are on them and your eyes are not on the boat, your thoughts are not on the boat, you're going to lose the race. Just like running. Any of you guys who have done any kind of running uh, a race, you can't be looking behind you to see who's about to catch you because you're going to slow down when you do that. And so mind in boat. So I said, hey, guys, our, our motto as elders is MIC, mind in Christ. There's one goal for us as elders and elders' wives, and this goal also applies to all of you, to glorify God in our service to and leadership for Antioch Community Church, that we may, as Paul said to the Ephesian elders, this is Acts 20, 28, he's encouraging the elders of, of Ephesus, the church in Ephesus, he said, you are called to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So the calling of elders and the calling of all of us is to care for this body of Christ, this local expression of the body of Christ, why? Because God paid for it. 
with the blood of his son Jesus. There's nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus, and so there's nothing more precious than that which was purchased by the blood of Jesus to God. He's coming back for his church, and we're part of that work. Number two, rowing requires teams to work seamlessly together. Daniel James Brown wrote the book, The Boys in the Boat. Again, I recommend it. It's a great read. It's better than the movie, even though the movie is excellent. But I did not understand depth, exercise, the shape you have to be in to be a crew member. It is grueling to the point that is, I can't even begin to explain how difficult it is. But the teams, they, the guys have to work together. Brown wrote, all were merged into one smoothly working machine. They were, in fact, a poem in motion, a symphony of swinging blades or oars. When it was working at its peak, the boat's, the, the boat's movement was a thing of beauty. George Pocock, and he's in the movie, he's the old man who builds the racing shell for this particular team. And he's, he, he takes such time and care and pride in, in getting this, this shell, this boat ready for these eight men. And their coxswain, he's the guy that's in the front, he's telling the guys, you know, this is the speed we're going right now. He, you know, speed up, guys, we're going to go to 40 strokes per, per minute or whatever. And so he said, when you get the rhythm in an eight, it's pure pleasure to be in it. It's not hard work when the rhythm comes. The swing, as they call it. I've heard men shriek when that swing comes in an eight. It's a thing they'll never forget as long as they live. When I read that, I thought about what David wrote in Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's a beautiful thing we have, have as elders, and we must work hard and pray hard to maintain it. One of the greatest threats to our leadership is when conflict among us or between us and people in the body who are not elders is not resolved and that conflict festers and, and it causes our unity to be broken and out of sync. And that's why Paul wrote Ephesians 4, 31, 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That must happen among the elders and among our wives for the unity to be maintained and for the church to flourish. And it must take place among all the members of the body. It starts with the elders. They must model that for everybody else. But every one of us wants to live in unity and walk in unity with one another so that the work that Jesus Christ is doing here in this church cannot be hindered at all. William Carey, you may know that name. He was the first missionary to leave American soil to go to another country to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, a pioneer missionary from America. He said this, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. To do that as leaders at Antioch, to do that as men of Antioch, we have to work together and stay together. Third, last point, rowers must pull their own weight but put the team above any personal gain. Pocock again, one of the first admonitions of a good rowing coach is pull your own weight. And the young oarsman does just that when he finds out that the boat goes better when he does. One of the processes, and this is demonstrated a little bit in the movie, it's explained much, much better in the book. But one of the processes they went to, to to find out who are the best eight rowers, right? Who are the best eight rowers? I, I love the scene in the, in the movie, and this, this took place in the book too where the coach calls all the men together who were on the two teams. They had a varsity team, 
And these guys were cocky, and they thought, you know, punk JV team, you ain't nothing. And they had the JV team. And the coach calls everybody together. He says, all right, men, there's only one team that is strong enough to represent us in the nationals and, and, and have a chance to go to Berlin. And all the, all the uh, varsity team were punching each other and looking at each other like, yeah. And he says, and that's the JV team. And the JV team's like, What? You know, they were, they, were, they were shocked that they were the ones, but they were. The process that helped them get to that place were called seat races. Two boats, two boats would race, and then they stopped trade rowers to see who made the, go, the boat go faster. In the church, this points to the reality that God gives different gifts that makes the church grow up and flourish, and each gift is needed. The church is healthiest and flourishing with each member, each one of you, is serving in his area of strength. Again, Paul wrote, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's Ephesians 4, 15, 16. And I closed with the elders with this. God is doing a great work here, and I'm grateful for the 36 years and eight months, now nine, he has given, almost, he has given Antioch, and for all the victories that he has won in hearts and lives over those years. But as I said before, and I will say it again, our best days are ahead. And I believe that with all my heart. All right, any um, questions or thoughts, comments, before we move to the next thing? All right, mind in Christ, pull your own weight, use your gifts, serve the body of Christ. All right, Scott. Uh, prompted by uh, our, our corporate prayer time that we do annually, and we did it uh, this, this past uh, week or few weeks on January 3rd, that Wednesday night. And so there were, I think, 18 households that came that night and were prayed for by the elders. It was a lot of families to fit in that time. And what we appreciated... Uh, from the families is, is, you know, this year, uh, a lot of people came really well prepared in terms of writing down things that they wanted the elders to be praying for them, not just that night, but also beyond in their family and things that they wanted God, you know, to see God do in their, in their family and in their lives for the year. And, uh, with fitting 18 into, to, uh, that evening, what we re realized is that it was probably inadequate in terms of the ministry time needed with each family. And so uh, one of the things that emerged uh, from our meeting last week is we want to try something new. Um, and I think this, this is, this is going to be a, an emphasis for this year is uh, God seems to be leading us into focusing on prayer and improving. Um, I think Michael used the phrase flexing that muscle or strengthening that muscle uh, that we have. Um, as a church body and as individuals in it. And so that you're going to see that. We're going to have um, the, the, the class that we normally do before the uh, worship hour uh, that, we, that, that we do in the spring is going to be a book about prayer. And so uh, one of the offshoots that, that impacts uh, home groups, and we just want to announce that in this context and take advantage of it this morning just to prepare you guys, and there'll be more that will announce in the coming weeks in, 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 in the uh, 
in the worship hour so that everybody gets to hear it. But um, we're going to, as elders, uh, we're going to set up a rotation that we are going to uh, visit all of the home groups uh, on, a, on a schedule. It's going to be every two months. We are going to take the second Wednesday of the month, and we are going to meet at that home group and have time to pray for the families in that home group, just like we would on a Wednesday night. So this is in addition to that. We are not using this to replace uh, the, the the annual thing on Wednesday on on Wednesday night at the beginning of the year. It's just something to add to uh, add to our ministry, our, our prayer ministry in the, in this church, and. And let me just stop right there and say that whenever, if your family, you feel like you and your family need prayer, whenever that is, then we want, as elders, we want you to know that, that it is open. In fact, we, uh, even since January 3rd, that Wednesday night, we've, and, and we've had opportunities to pray in unusual settings uh, with some families that just said, hey, we, we really want the elders to come and pray for us, and we've been able to do that. And so that also kind of said, hey, God's leading. He's, he's, he's um, you know, calling us into this in a deeper way for this year. So back to, the, to how this impacts our home groups. So what that's going to look like is that um, we're going to start the second February of the second Wednesday of February. And we're going uh, to meet at the Bainbridge uh, home group. So you guys are going to start out. And so, um, and then, so that's February, and then the next one's going to be the Lanier Home Group in April. We're also, so then we're just every two months going to make the rotation. We'll announce the schedule, but those are the first two coming up. And, and then at, uh, we are going to add, so there's seven home groups presently. We are going to add an eighth uh, opportunity, and that's for families uh, of Antioch that are not presently in a home group. And so we'll meet here at the church at that particular Wednesday night. And anybody who says, uh, who's just not, uh, for whatever reason, not linked to a home group consistently, um, will be able to, to, to meet with us here if they want to take advantage of that opportunity. So that Wednesday night, we're going to, the elders are going to converge um, uh, when, it's, when it's your turn. And so uh, what we hope is that for all of you, we'll take a second uh, before we get there, we'll take a minute and, and, and say so, and, and, and get prepared in terms of this is what I'm asking prayer for, okay? So if you've never been to our Wednesday night, um, it's just the, 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 what we do is, is, is bring the family up and we say, how can we pray for you this year? And so that's your opportunity response. So we're asking you that question now. You got, some of you have multiple months uh, to be thinking about that. Um, uh, but how can we pray for you uh, this year? And, and, and you can answer whatever. And some of the answers we got Wednesday night to that was, um, you know, pray for anxiety in our house. Pray that I can get deeper in the word this year. Pray that my job situation improves. I'm discontent there. You know, those are all of the above. They're health, obviously health issues going on with individual members within the family. Fractured relationships um, that, that they're hoping to be repaired among family and loved ones. Those are the nature of the types of things. It's just they're, they're, not, they're not foreign to any of us, really. Um, and so those are the types of things that um, as, you, as you feel led to share with us. And we want to do it in the home group environment because then it, it, it gives the opportunities of the families that are meeting together on Wednesday nights to hear those things about each other and continue to be praying for them throughout the year. And so this isn't just a one-time, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go 
have this have this experience and then it's done. Um, there, we hope that there's there's continued ministry and we hope that the shepherds in, in the home groups lead in that as well as the family. So so the, and also we don't want this to be a spectator thing where the elders are coming in just like on Wednesday night. There's 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 uh, friends close friends of families that are being prayed for that come up and and they know they know they already know what was shared to a degree right because they're they're close to the, to that family and and God may give lay something on their heart to pray for them so there's that opportunity as well for the families to join alongside with the elders and pray so that's the nature the other groups will are all of the home groups will continue as normal on on the second Wednesday so there'll just be a, occasionally where where you the elder uh, if you have an elder in your group, uh, they'll just be missing. Their family will probably still come on, on the Wednesday night to the group. But we have, you know, with, with all the groups, we have capable leadership. And that's why there's, you know, two or three leaders in the group and, 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 and shepherds in the group. So the, those those uh, men will rise up and, and lead um, just as they have to. I mean, I'm with Trent this year. I'm thankful for him because uh, because of sickness and work things. Um, I've I've missed a little bit more than what I normally do. And, um, you know, the, the group continues uh, on even when I'm not, you know, not there. So Trent does a great job. So, so we'll continue to, to meet regularly on Wednesdays. Might be an opportunity to do something a little bit different, uh, you know, during that every two months. But that's something to be talk, uh, talked about. So we just wanted to announce that because um, um, it's something new that we haven't done. We're excited about it. And the ministry, we're excited about because we see it as a great ministry opportunity, and it's a great way to, to better love and care uh, for all of the families in here and for us to do it with each other. And so um, any questions? Probably would. It actually is the 14th? Yeah, so we probably do it. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, we might, we might, we might uh, alter that one and do the third, you know. Um, but that will be the gist, so... Oh yeah, because of the. Okay. Yeah, we'll let Ben and Ben and David decide for us. If we if we come the first in February, we'll come the first Wednesday in February if that works. Because the uh, the twenty first, we're meeting here for the um, uh, fun or for the meal together uh, in support of the Columbia uh, mission. So so uh, so that's important. So. Um, maybe the seventh makes sense for February, but regardless, it'll be February, April, June, August, and so forth. But remember, if if once the schedule's released and you're like, oh, because this is going to bleed into 2025, okay? So if you might be a group that's in 2025, but remember, you know, just reach out to us, elders at AntiochChurchNC.com or org dot org, and. Uh, We'll meet with you after the service. We'll meet with you on a Friday night, a Tuesday morning, whatever. As our schedules allow, we we'll come, and if if necessary, and um, and do that. So, right? Not on Valentine's Day. We got other plans, but uh, no. Okay. Very good. Yeah, we're planning on starting a, a Sunday morning class probably in February, mid-February-ish on Sunday mornings at 845 to go through a book by Tim Keller on prayer. 
So the thinking is we're going to do this Tim Keller book in the spring, and I think we can do it in six to seven weeks, so it won't go too late into the springtime. And Jason's already agreed, Jason Phillips has already agreed to, um, to meet with the young people during that same time. Where's Jason? There he is. Thank you, Jason. Um, and then in the fall, there's a new book by Paul Miller. I think he's written one of the best books on prayer, but we want to do Keller's book first. But his, his new book is on uh, what does it mean to be a praying church. So the emphasis in the, in the spring class and in the fall class is going to be prayer. Prayer individually, prayer. How, how do I become a prayer warrior in my own prayer closet? And then in the, in the fall, how as a church can we be more effective as, as uh, people who pray? Okay. So we did want to bring up the subject of Ironman groups. I think at least one of you has expressed a desire to be in an Ironman group and has not really found the information that you desire or you need to, to find out, okay, where are the, home, the Ironman groups and, and who's in them and is there room? So starting with the back table, anybody back there in an Ironman group? All right, none, none there. How about this table? Anybody in an Ironman group? Todd, can you tell us about your Ironman group? And then, Jesus, you can tell us after you. Yeah, it's me, uh, Micah Fox, and then uh, Matt Luger, and then also Quinn Brantley. We meet typically Friday mornings, uh, 6.30 on Chick-fil-A. We don't necessarily meet every Friday, but we try to. And um, so we just work through some accountability questions, different different accountability questions got a couple different sets we'll work through and just uh, keep each other grounded and just uh, share prayer requests and and uh, just catch up each week so I think we could add someone if we we meet at the chick-fil-a on university 630 typically typically we'll meet at the university Chick-fil-A, but sometimes they'll change it up. But yeah, the one there, the one by Target, yeah, yeah. But we, but we, but but honestly, if someone wanted to meet with us and there was a better location for them, then you know we're pretty open to moving things around. So, yeah. So. I'm in the uh, in the Armin group with Jeff Gentry and um, David Cobb, uh, Drew um, Turner, and. Mr. Brandley, uh, Gary, and uh, we meet on the second uh, Monday of each month on the Oak House in uh, Elon at uh, 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got five over Second Monday, 7 p.m., Oak House. Okay, how about this table? You guys aren't in the Ironman group? What? What's up? How about this table? Jeremy? Uh, it's just Mark Kemp and I. We meet at the uh, typically the Blend in downtown Burlington at 7 a.m. on Friday mornings. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think we would be. Yeah. I, Mark's not here, but I'm, I'm sure we would be. I want to s- speak for him, but I'm sure we would be. Yeah, and I'm, I was in one with Brent for a long time, and, and now he's, he's got other things he's, he's having to take care of with his dad passing, so he's not available. So I'm looking for a group as well. So if you'd like to be a part of uh, in, in a group with me, we can meet everywhere, anywhere you want. Um, 
we can talk about that, or I can I can join one of these other groups. Okay. Any questions about Ironman groups or comments about the value of those in your own life? Yeah. I'll say that you know I've been a part of uh, two, and it's connecting you with other brothers in the church is hugely important. The accountability is important. Just the the ability to get together and do life together. Um, Micah, in his presentation, uh, both at the men's retreat and here at Men's Breakfast, talking about men working side by side is hugely important. I've seen that in my dad's life, the, the lack thereof of having that in his life. So I think it's hugely important for us as guys to get together, come together side by side, support each other, hold each other up. Um, you know, it's I was in Ironman group with Nathan Hefner before, and we're still, you know, talking regularly weekly um even though we're not in the same iron man group so i think it's hugely important for us to to come alongside each other lift each other up be there for each other um and and support each other and so i you know i just really appreciate it i felt the support the love and i think it's one of those things where it's it's something that antioch does right uh it's not an easy thing to be a part of you're sacrificing time you're sacrificing uh, just being willingness to be open and clear with uh, the guys, um, but it is so worth it, and we definitely need it. So I encourage you. Anybody else? As you can see, Ironman groups can meet once a month. They can meet once a week. They can meet every other week. There's no there's no rule, but the idea is brothers sharpening one another in. Um, prayer and encouragement so look into that Micah yeah two things uh, I was encouraged this last year when Quinn approached us Quinn Brantley approached us and said hey I'm, I'm looking for an Ironman group and he's uh, what, 16 I think um, and so I'm, I guess my encouragement to the young guys is you don't have to be a married man with kids to be in an Ironman group. You can be in accountability right now, and uh, hopefully that begins with your father, uh, that you know, there's a, an accountability channel with your father, uh, but beyond that, you can certainly be in a group, and one of these, um, you guys are around the table, can help keep each other accountable as well. So uh, yeah, just encouragement to uh, to all ages. Um, it's not just for older married men with kids. This is something that all all of us can be a part of. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, I, I'm I can send out an email and just ask uh, for those of you who are in an Ironman group if you could send me. Um, I, I should have written it down a second ago, but s send me who's in your group and when you meet and how frequently you meet. Um, I'll put that list together and send it out to all the men so that there's visibility in that. I'll also send out um, questions, and not uh, every group probably does it differently. So this is not like I'm sending you questions that we expect you to go through, but uh, send you send out some questions that our group uses. We have two two different sets of questions that we kind of go back and forth between. One is one that we've used in the past, and one is I think Maggie Lanier's church used a different set of questions and. Um, shared them. She shared them with Todd, and um, and our church, our group has used those questions as well, and really like the the kind of tone and uh, direction of those questions as well. So, there's some potential questions that can be used 
um, I'll send those out as well just if they're helpful. I, I'll email the church and say, send me an email. <laughs> Anybody else comment on home Ironman groups? Or question? So if you're looking for one, you've heard several options today, so I hope you will take the next step and invite yourself to that group, and I know you'll be welcome. Okay, that's all I have. Anything else from the elders you want to talk about before we close? We can certainly eat more biscuits if, uh, if there are some. All right, thank you, Lord, for this uh, gathering, and we do pray for healing for Mark Harris and his family, uh, Lord, and you bless them and raise him up so that uh, in the next few months he can come and share with us. We pray for the service that's getting ready to happen in an hour or so that you would uh, prepare the hearts and minds of the, the, the people who gather in this place. We're thankful for Antioch. We're thankful for the family that we have here, uh, brothers and sisters who love you, love each other, love the word, and want to love the world with the word. So continue to equip us to do that, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.